Welcome to Wealth and Understanding, Conversations with the Riverview Trust Company. In this series, we hope to demystify the financial and estate planning process. We'd like to help our clients and friends make informed decisions that they feel good about. In this episode, I'd like to talk about investing and the law of the farm. Uh, as anybody who knows me can tell you, I read too much, and one of my favorite authors uh, is the late Stephen Covey. Uh, he wrote many books, including The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but my favorite is a book that's over 20 years old now called First Things First, and he talks about how you might schedule your life around real priorities and not the urgency of the clock and things that other people think are important. And in that book, he, even though it's uh, several years old, he, he, he talks about issues that are relevant today and relevant especially for investing. One of those uh, perspectives that he provides is the difference between seeking instant results and the law of the farm. Now, according to Stephen Covey, the law of the farm has to do with deep, long-term results that come from constant incremental work. He asks that you think about the way that the world works on a farm. It takes long periods of time to produce results. You have to prepare the ground for planting. You have to plant the seeds. You have to wait through the winter while the seeds germinate underground. And then finally, you get a harvest that you have to reap and all of that takes a lot of work and a lot of time. And he compares that uh, to the idea of cramming in college and the way that people spend a lot of time avoiding doing the work that they know that they need to do and then at the last minute spending days on end memorizing for the test. And maybe that works for purposes of getting the grade, but it definitely doesn't work for purposes of retaining the information and really growing as an individual. And he talks about how ridiculous it is that you would try to cram on a farm, that you would try to plant and sow and reap all within a couple of days, that there are some things that just require long periods of time to see the results. And I think the same is true uh, of investing. We see the newscasts and the media reports of what's happening in the market, and we think, well, we, we need to jump on board or we need to get off the train, and that's really kind of a cramming approach to investment. Let's, let's see if we can get a big score. Let's see if we can double our money overnight, and that's really not the way that investing works, and we all know that. The main thing with investing is to have a discipline, to let your field life fallow when it needs to. And uh, a lot of our clients have that experience where their investments are uh, lying fallow. They, they continue to make regular contributions to their investment accounts, to their retirement plans, and they can go for years without seeming to see any results. And then one day, years later, they wake up and they're worth one, two, three million dollars. And it's a really rewarding experience, but only after a very long period of time and a lot of hard work. So when it comes to investing, what is that hard work? Well, it involves a few simple steps that we're all aware of already, but that 
we often ignore. Uh, the first and most important, of course, is to pay yourself first. That is, set aside the money that you plan to invest for your future ahead of anything else and make sure that you follow the discipline of saving. And that, that's not really very interesting. It's such a cliche, but cliches become cliches because they're true so frequently. And this is definitely a case of, of, of that. Um, in the book, First Things First, Mr. Covey tells a great story about a science teacher who, uh, in front of the class, pulls up a big glass jar and takes out some large rocks and places these rocks inside the glass jar until he can't put any more in. And he then asks the class, okay, who thinks that the jar is full now? And everybody in the class raises their hand. Then without answering, he pulls up a container of smaller rocks and puts those inside the glass jar, that, and they, they fall into the jar and fill in the space around the big rocks. And then he says, okay, so now how many people think the jar is full? And a few people raise their hand, but most people, uh, most people are now cautious at this point. So then he pulls up a container of sand and pours that into the jar, and the sand falls in and fills in around the big and the small rocks. And he asks the question, how many people think that the jar is full now? And at this point, nobody really raises their hand. And finally, he pulls up a container of water and pours the water in that fills in around the rocks and the sand, and he pours it all the way to the top. And he says to the class, what's the lesson to be learned from this? And someone raises their hand and says, well, you can always do more. You can always fill up your time more than you think. And he said, no. The teacher said, the lesson to be learned here is that if you don't put the big rocks in first, you won't ever get them in. And that's the message with regard to investing is put the big rocks, your, your investment money in first before you do anything else. The next discipline to follow is rebalancing. And that's, again, really not very interesting, but it involves making sure that you've established a blend among your investments. So maybe you want to have half in stocks and half in bonds. And over time, the stocks might perform better than the bonds. And you might be tempted to let that run to the point where maybe your portfolio becomes more like 70% stocks and 30% bonds. But rebalancing involves selling the stocks to bring the balance of the two funds back into alignment, back to 50-50. And the reason you're doing this is basically you're selling high and buying low, which is maybe the most fundamental goal of investing is to buy low and sell high. And that's what's happening. You're selling the assets that have grown in favor of the ones that are lagging. And then the final discipline is one of tax loss harvesting. And that involves just selling those assets that have maybe underperformed and are in a loss position. And then a little while later, after you've waited the length of time needed by the Internal Revenue Code, you buy the asset back again to intentionally trigger tax losses to offset the gains. And this allows you to maintain the uh, lowest possible tax cost in your portfolio. So in these days of uncertainty, it's more important than ever to remember Stephen Covey's words about the law of the farm and how it applies to your investments.
Stick to the slow, steady, and even sometimes dull work of investing. Clearly define your goals. Check in with them every so often. Pay yourself first. Make sure that you always follow the discipline of saving and contributing. Rebalance your funds regularly to make sure that they stay in accord with the plan that you've developed and harvest your losses. Don't try to cram for your results by listening to TV or social media pundits. They're they're just entertainers. They're trying to get your attention by stoking your fears, not giving you solid advice. Don't follow us the latest don't follow the latest fun fad or give in to the fear that's an everyday part of our lives now. Don't try to sell off your portfolio because you're afraid of what will happen. And know that as you tend your investments, there will be long fallow periods. You'll look out over your portfolio and you won't seem to see any growth at all. And those fallow periods are okay as long as you're following your plan. Your portfolio, like any crop, will grow on its own time, not on yours. Just remember that the payoff, the satisfaction of a full yield, will appear for you. And it'll appear when you least expect it. So happy farming. This podcast was written and produced by Riverview Trust Company, which is solely responsible for its content. Although we've discussed generally some legal concepts, Riverview Trust Company does not provide legal advice. You should consult with your own attorney to decide whether the general ideas that we've presented in this podcast are right for you. Post-production work was done, and our theme music was created by James Klein. Thanks for listening.